Hey gang, welcome to the Gill Athletics Connections podcast, the show that brings you the men and women of track and field and explores their unique stories. The show is brought to you by Gill Athletics. Head on over to gillathletics.com to find all your track and field equipment needs. Uh, really head over to Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter and check out Gill Athletics. We're running a cool uh, same team promotion we uh in this tough time where we're all separated and scattered we believe that we're on your team and you are on our team so we'd like to honor you with a commemorative baton uh and all you gotta do is uh, head over to our social media follow us uh, i think you have to do a retweet with hashtag same team and uh that's all you gotta do we'll send out send you out a baton and just uh, say thanks for being on our team i'm your host mike cunningham national sales manager for gill athletics and this week our guest is brian fetzer Brian is a coach of 23 years. He's been all around. You'll hear a quick bio on him. But today we're going to focus on his transition to the non-track and field world uh, and what how, how that transition is going and what skills he learned as a track coach for 20 plus years, how that's translating into the business world. So, hey, let's get done. You're tired of my voice. Let's get over to our guests. So without further ado, please help me welcome the wise, the wonderful Brian Fetzer. Hey, Brian. Yes, sir. Hey, man. How are you today? I am amazing. Oh, well, that's awesome. I love that. We're pos- we're starting off positive right from the get-go. That's awesome, man. <laughs> I don't expect anything less from you, so that, that works. Hey, I, I'm a very blessed individual. What can I say? <laughs> uh, well, hey, thanks for joining today on the Gill Athletics Connections uh, podcast. Uh, got a really interesting story um, uh, interview here today with Brian Fetzer. Uh, as I have gone through my career as a college track and field coach and now working in the uh, business side of track and field at Gill Athletics, I routinely get questioned uh, from coaches about what's life like outside of coaching? How did you transition? Why did you transition, etc.? And so I've got an amazing guest for you today. I've got a guy who, uh, if you think I had a coaching career, this guy puts me to shame. Uh, Brian Fetzer uh, is a longtime coach uh, on the college ranks and is now transitioning to, uh, I don't want to call it the real world, but uh, the other world. <laughs> uh, yeah, Different world. The different world. That's that was a good show back in the day. Uh, so it was a good show. Brian, why don't we start out? Why don't you give us the thirty thousand feet, maybe two minute bio for people who don't know your coaching background and and what you where you coached and uh, the kind of the positions you held. Uh, worked hard, really blessed. The end. No. Um, <laughs> uh, no. I, I mean, I I, I coached uh, twenty three years at at the college level. Um, Coached football at a junior college, started off there, played football in college. I thought that was my, my career path was to be a, a college football coach. And things got shifted to a, a different route and spent uh, 23 years coaching college track and field. Um, I was at Cal, Mississippi State, Ball State. I was the head coach at Gardner-Webb. Uh, it, it was at Ranger Junior College. I was a head coach. Um, and then I was the last two stops were Harvard uh, as an assistant. And then my last eight years, I was the director of track and field cross country at the University of Virginia. So definitely uh, all over the place, crisscross the country. 
never in a million years would I've ever thought I was co- would be coaching uh, college track and field um, and had the opportunity to travel around the world and be on some U.S. staffs and some other staffs from other countries and, and really see the globe and meet people from all walks of life and all places and have some amazing athletes, um, not just from a you know national championship standpoint, but just amazing people. Uh, I mean, I, I have some that are in the front lines of this crazy pandemic that we're going through right now as, as doctors and hospitals in, in New York City and, and other places. So it's, you know, coaching is a situation that um, you can't ever take too lightly because it's the impact that you, the goal is at least to have the impact on individuals, um, whether it's your athletes or or other coaches or administrators or parents or whatever. So I, I was super fortunate and uh, went through 23 years of it. And in July, it was uh, time for a new chapter in the book of life. Well, two things that uh, you said right there. One is 23 years, Fetz. That, uh, that just makes me feel old, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you've been uh, in the game for 23 years. And number two, and this goes out to every track coach, teacher that is listening to this right now. Uh, Brian said something really interesting there about having former athletes that are on the front line of what we're going through today. If you have the ability and through its text message, Facebook, uh, whatever, uh, Instagram, uh, reach out to those people and just say, mm. thank you. They, they are on the front lines right now. So, um, that, that was just a real, just something that made me think about that when you said that Fetz that, you know, we owe these people who are doctors and wow. nurses and, and they're just, boy, God bless them. I'll tell you what, I couldn't do it. So, uh, just a quick shout out to, uh, all those former athletes wow. of, uh, of ours. Absolutely. Out there. I, I think, I think a lot of people during this time are realizing, um, the occupations that are actually important sometimes mm. in sports, since we are in entertainment, essentially, um, we feel our self-worth is a, you know, a, a celebrity or whatever you want to call it, a, a, a public figure, probably a little bit too much. And I think, uh, I think one of the things that people are starting to realize is, you know, teachers and doctors and firemen and, 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 you know, custodians and people that work in the service industry, you know, people working in those factories, mm-hmm. uh, how important they are in our daily lives. Mm-hmm. And I usually we, we take it for granted. I, I know that's the one thing that I've kind of realized over the last, you know, couple of weeks, the small things that you, um, you appreciate a little bit more. Yeah, not, it does not, uh, not to go that route, but <laughs> well, it does put but does put things in perspective, and I think we could always uh, use that kind of a splash of cold water in the face and give us some perspective uh, on life sure. out there for sure. So, Brian, twenty three years uh, through a really myriad of different types of programs, from junior colleges to the quote unquote small schools. Uh, up into the, uh, you know, the Harvard Super and Cal Berkeley's high educations uh, to the Power Fives, Mississippi States, and then as a head coach of one of those Power Five schools at the University of Virginia. So you've got a lot, you've got perspective, you've got a lot of insight here. You are now transitioning out of track and field coaching as a profession. Why don't you talk about, tell us what you're up to nowadays, and then we'll get into what translates from coaching to the, the business world. Well, you know, I mean, I, I was joking with a friend the other day and I said, I'm still trying to figure out what to do when I grow up. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, I, 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 I 
I'm a part owner of a nutrition supplement company called Iron Faith Nutrition um, that I, I bought into three years ago, even while I was still coaching. We, we, we kind of started, and I, I kind of led the transition into doing a lot of the, I guess, the day-to-day management of it um, from a standpoint of just creativity and thoughts and how do we grow the business. Um, my business partner, Eric Fio, and I have known each other for 20 years and, and kind of bought bought a company and rebranded it. So that, that's taken up a lot of time. Um, since July, uh, I've been, been very involved with, with Paul Doyle. People that know in, in track and field world, Paul runs DMG, Doyle Management Group. And uh, been working with a, a group called World's Greatest Dot Team. And we've uh, we actually started a, a series of podcasts, uh, or Instagram live casts and stuff like that, trying to interview Olympians. Uh, in track and field, we're getting ready to go into swimming and some other sports as well. Just kind of having coffee. We call it just a cup. Uh, just having, you know, 15, 20, 25-minute conversation uh, about their lives and how this has impacted the Olympic. Um, what are they doing training-wise? Just trying to get a little bit better insight on them. And we have some – we just actually have some really cool things that I probably can't talk about yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming down the pipe, but you can follow World's Greatest. There's some incredible stuff that we're, that we're getting ready to, to launch. And – Doing doing a lot of consulting. Um, when I say consulting, I'm working with a, a group in India. Uh, currently, working with a group in New Zealand on some leadership and some organizational structure stuff, hmm. um, which is which has been which has been fun. Helping a, a, an acad- a couple academies, uh, sport academies, develop. I don't want to say curriculums, but you know, training protocols. How do they integrate things? How do they come up with their facilities? How do they develop their facilities? Uh, I've really kind of realized towards the end of my career, that's what I really like to do. I like to, to manage things, to build things um, more so than the actual hand-to-hand coaching, uh, you know, hands-on coaching kind of stuff. So it's kind of transitioned well into that. And it's, it's been, it's been very interesting. I never thought I would ever be having conversations with, venture capitalists or <laughs> mm-hmm. um, sitting down, having meetings with, you know, vice president of Bank of America or anything like that, like things that I've done in the last you know, couple months. Um, so you, definitely you, mentioned, you mentioned three buckets there, um, the Iron Faith Nutrition, uh, the Paul Doyle uh, Instagram work, and then that last part, these um, con- consultations. Let's work backwards. Uh, okay. With these consultations with uh, in different countries, are these more uh, track coaching consultations, like how to set up their training programs for their athletes in their country, or more about uh, leadership development and coaching development? No, uh, really, none of those really yeah. have anything to do with track and field. Um, they not really already any of them track and field. It's more how to put together like an academy, a training system. Um, how to how to put a weight room in, you know? How do you design a a, a facility for performance development? It, it, I would probably say it's more along the high performance realm okay. of, of of things than it is necessarily track and field. A lot of it's soccer, or as I've been so used to calling it now, football, because everybody <laughs> in the world calls it football. Right. And you know that that's it's always a kind of a shift back and forth, but it's it's really doing those you know you know, kind of programs, uh, you know, dealing with a group called eCoach, which is, is, is amazing. We're trying to set up some virtual coaching for athletes in different sports. 
and, and kind of bring, you know, things closer to it. And we're doing some stuff. We were doing a lot of stuff in China, uh, but now it's in India really. And, and, and some other places. So it's it, that kind of realm. I, if you would have said to me, shoot, if you'd have said to me like a year ago, Hey, somebody's going to actually value your opinion on something that you never did. <laughs> He'd be like, what? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know anything about soccer. I, I like Liverpool. I'm a big fan. Um, but you know, but it's, but it's more along the lines of setting up programs. And as a, a college, I never really appreciated as much now or, or before as I do now. And what people say is, you know, being a director of track and field at, at the major college level, I mean, you're essentially an athletic director. I mean, you're essentially, I mean, you've got six sports, you have a hundred plus athletes. You know, I mean, we have between our full-time staff, our support staff, you know, different people that worked, quote unquote, under me, um, or I supervised was probably about 20 or so at Virginia. Um, you know, there's, you're running a small business, I'm a multi-million dollar business. And, you know, you get that skill set of kind of managing things. And as a track and field coach as well, I mean, we're putting on meets and when we developed the Virginia challenge, our staff is the one that did it. I mean, it wasn't, wasn't me, our staff and our support staff put it together, but you know, you're running a, a major, you know, competition with you know, mm-hmm. 60, 70 schools, thousands of athletes, um, thousands of fans, you know, so you kind of develop this, I guess, niche or you kind of develop, you know, a skill set that is very business related. And I, and I think all these college coaches, especially track and field coaches, because it's a unique sport, um, you know, undercut themselves a little bit in the fact that, you know, they develop skills that people in the business world, you know, are enamored by because mm-hmm. you're, you're running businesses. So what part of coaching, and, and maybe you answered it, but maybe um, repackage here a little bit. What part of the coaching helped you with this consulting side? Because you mentioned your, you know, your opinion now is, is someone wants, it has value, someone's paying for it to talk about how to put together a weight room, how to coach uh, international soccer, uh, football. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm the Americans, <laughs> I just call it soccer. Right. Uh, <laughs> what part of, of coaching uh, through your 23 years was maybe the most applicable to being able to provide that value now after coaching track and field? I don't necessarily think there's one thing. I think it's the way the sport is set up. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, you're recruiting. So you're getting the sales kind of component in it. You have to organize practices. You have to be very organized. You're developing leadership. You know, whether, whether you think you are or you're not, within your own event groups, you're developing some sort of leadership. Um, you're learning how to work in a system. It might be your system as the head coach, but then ultimately it's also the athletic department system. So you're kind of functioning within a, an, an organizational model. And, you know, you're doing all those things and you're always learning. You're going out, you're, you're uh, I, I think I saw Mario Wilson a couple of you know, weeks ago, or maybe was, nah, who knows, time kind of all runs together. But, <laughs> yeah, but right. I saw, I saw uh, you know, a kind of a, a Facebook or Instagram thing that Mario was on with Derek Yesh from, from Alabama and, and maybe, you know, a couple other coaches. I, those are the two that kind of stuck in my head. They were just kind of talking shop. And you do that so much as a coach, and you take little points. Uh, people I worked for, you know, there's things that I took that I was like, hey, I'm definitely doing that. 
if I ever get the opportunity to be to run my own program. And then there's also things I said, there's no way I'm ever going to let that happen if I do. <laughs> you know, it's the good and bad. And you learn things. And, and I would hope, I would hope really that people that worked for me could do the same thing and say, hey, you know, mm-hmm. I would never do what he did w- with that. And I would, but I would love to do this. Um, yeah. Because it's crafting yeah, think, things the way you want. Yeah, it's interesting. Personality. You mentioned Derek and, Mar- and uh, Mario specifically in a couple of episodes ago, we interviewed Marissa Chu, who started this coaches co- collab group on Facebook. Uh, and awesome. it's, it's interesting. So I was just talking to her last night on Messenger because when we interviewed five days, six days ago, there were 1800 members. And now there's like 21 or 2200 or something like That's three awesome. or 400. It's just growing. And I, to- I, I was like, you know, it's awesome. And she goes, yeah, I don't know what's going on here. And my reply was a movement like there was a need, <laughs> uh, a vacuum for this camaraderie of coaches that outside of just the one week we go to convention or just the one weekend that we are at a track meet and we get a couple of minutes between events, there's a real need there. So it's uh, uh, filling that void. And, you know, I look at someone like Marissa Chu, who's uh, running that group and I'm like, Oh man, I would, I would hire her in a heartbeat to run a group for us in the business world in in a heartbeat. Uh, And before we train now, let's transition over to Paul and world's greatest. But before we do that, I can't go a step further since we mentioned leadership and uh, you and I have uh, had talks about the importance of leadership, uh, not only in the track and field world, but in the, uh, the different world, as we said earlier, Uh, we have a common friend. You introduced me to him. So I owe everything to you, Mr. Todd Gonger, uh, author of, just my favorite book in the whole world. I've mentioned it before on the podcast. If there's ever an opportunity for me to plug this book, it is that important to me. So I will, uh, you need to go right now and look for a book called lead for God's sake. Uh, author is Todd Gonger. He's a basketball guy by, uh, by sport, but he speaks volumes on leadership and faith and business and sport. I mean, I don't, I can't think of you, you help me here, Brian. I can't think of a single person, whether you're a track coach, an athlete, a basketball coach, a business person, a retired uh, mom, a dad, I don't care. I can't think of a single person that that book would not benefit them. Oh, there's no question. Todd has been such, just such a key person in my life. Um, you know, in the last five or six years, uh, you know, you think you understand certain things and you, and you think you're heading down the right path. And, you know, the Lord kind of humbles you sometimes and kind of puts, puts somebody <laughs> in your path that kind of corrects some things and kind of leads you in a different direction. And, and Todd really has done that. Um, I read the book twice. I read the book mm. uh, when he first came and talked, Craig Littlepage, the athletic director at the time in Virginia, brought him in to speak to all the head coaches, just on leadership development. And he'd already been doing some stuff with Urban Meyer, football coach at Ohio State and Florida and such. And, and he came in and he, and he spoke and, and read the book. Michael Guthrie, a good friend of mine, uh, really kind of like, you know, pushed it. And Mike's not in sport. He's a CEO of a real estate company. And, you know, he kind of, you know, pushed me towards that. And I read it and it kind of hit me a little bit and kind of maybe do some, you know, inner you know, thought of, am I doing this right? Mm. And then the, my last year at Virginia, I brought Todd in and spoke to our team and, and read the book a second time and, and really hit me and knew that I needed to change some things that I did. Um, mm. And then, you know, and it, I, you know, I think it helped. Uh, it definitely changed my thought process and all that stuff because it's more leading with the heart than opposed to leading with whatever. And, and athletes, you know, I know athletes in my past, 
you know, I probably hadn't um, handled certain situations in the right way. I probably was a little, you know, uh, you know, authoritative, I guess you could say, maybe, you know, where you, you know, you're disciplined or you're hard or, you know, I'm, I'm hard by nature because that's why, I, you know, my, my parents were on me. They were tough on me and I think it helps, but, you know, but the, the key point of the whole book is to let people know where your heart is and what's important to you and that you actually care for them. And, you know, I think as a coach, that's something that, you know, we really need to do um, in general. And, and, and to be honest with, with that book, we're actually working right now, Todd, um, Todd is, and we're, we're kind of putting together, working on putting together a, a docu-series, uh, interviewing mm. some coaches. That's hopefully going to be, you know, this thing kind of pushed it back a little bit, but hopefully in the next year, um, a docu-series interviewing a bunch of different coaches in different sports uh, will be out, you know, on the book lead for God's sake. And, and I know there's, uh, there's, there's movie discussions and stuff about that too down the road, but, but. Uh, oh, we'd make a, a great movie. Well, that, that warms my heart. Cause uh, you know, I, I, the reason I plug it anytime I can and recommend it anytime I can is because I received so much value. I therefore feel like I owe Todd. Right. <laughs> Literally. It's like, man, if I can give him just one more book sale and, uh, and then for the person <laughs> who I recommend it to, it's like, you are going to receive, so like, I, I care about you so much. I want right. to receive the value that I did. So uh, that's awesome, man. I love that. So you mentioned working with Paul uh, Doyle in world's greatest dot team and the um, uh, podcast Instagram live that you're doing. I love that you call it just a cup. Uh, it makes me think of the time you and I were at that coffee shop in Charlottesville yep. uh, o- over just a cup of coffee. Yep. One of my uh, just greatest memories. So talk to us about what you've done with Paul, because I know you've done some other things with uh, some announcing and, and stuff like that. Sure. Well, we, we've, we've got, uh, you know, the American Track League. It's a series of, of street meets um, that we're, we're doing, trying to trying to give people, I really believe track and field is a unique uh, sport. Uh, definitely I've fallen in love with it uh, for sure. And I think we do really do. And, and we started a track, you know, the American track league, I, I kind of helped him out over the years of, of it's trying to give people that a little different perspective. And the way I describe it, I was describing it to a, uh, a, a city sports commission uh, a few weeks ago. And I said, what we, the track and field, Track and field's got distance running, it's got sprinting, it's got throwing, it's got pole vaulting, it, it's got, you know, jumping. It has so many different aspects to it, but we try to cram it all in. And if you look at the, the, the makeup of who likes track and field, most people don't like everything. They like something. And, you know, what it would be like saying, hey, we're going to have a baseball game being played and out in left field, we're going to put a, uh, a basketball hoop and we're going to have people play, you know, horse out there. And at the same time, we're going to put a goal over on, uh, on the right field line and we're going to have a soccer match. And then behind <laughs> home plate, you know, we're, we're going to have a boxing, you know, competition going on. Hey, go ahead. Watch everything. Well, that's what track and field is. Mm-hmm. We're, we're trying to make people watch all these different things that they really don't care about. And the meets are so long and they're boring. I will never go sit in the stands and go watch a regular track meet ever again the rest of my life. It, it's, it's a waste of, it, it's too much, just nonsense. Um, I, I'll go watch bits and pieces of things, but I couldn't do a six hour, five hour thing. And if we really want to reach more people, we have things that people are enamored with. 
and you know, doing something like this, I mean, having a street meet, having a, a pole vault in the street, people love that. Think it's crazy. And you know, we're gonna do some some mm-hmm. shot put. We're gonna add a mile to, to competitions. I mean, we're actually even talking with the MLS and some minor league baseball teams right now of doing things in conjunction with them, um, running a mm-hmm. mile at halftime of an MLS match. Like, like, I mean, those kind of things are you know innovative and stuff. And that's one of the things that we're doing uh, that I'm doing with Paul. And then World's Greatest Dot Team is a company that that he you know kind of all formed that um, that is for Olympians. It's it's a for Olympians. It's trying to give them content, branding content, social media content, um, different programming content. Bob, the CEO, is is an amazing guy and has a brilliant mindset for it. Has worked in the sports industry, ESPN, a bunch of places, a lot, and just trying to do some different things in, in this just the cup kind of came about uh, of just trying to give them a platform. You know, they're mm-hmm. story. Uh, Justin Knight had him, had him on a couple of days ago. And Justin was great. Mm-hmm. He was just talking, having fun. Uh, you know, we got Grant Holloway. We've got Devin Allen. We've got, you know, we've got a bunch of people coming down the pipe that are, that are, you know, some of the better athletes track and field wise in the country, but we're also going to start adding swimmers huh. and, and volleyball players to it and some soccer players and some football players. Um, and so and we're going to have even add some coaches. So that, that just, seems like really interesting. It seems like a lot of people would want to see these. Where can people or can you view past our archives or do they need to catch them live? And if so, where, where do well, you follow <laughs> Well, we're we're kind of doing this organically, and I kind of <laughs> laugh because we're, we're kind of we're trying to figure out how to do it. Uh, we, we finally archived Justin Knights. Uh, we're going to be archiving all of them going forward. Uh, I mean, you can world's greatest team on Instagram is is one one site you can see them at. Um, world's greatest dot team is, is the the website per se, and then my my Instagram at Coach Fets. Uh, we're going to have them up there, and I think they're going to we're try to put them on Instagram TV and mm-hmm. such. You know, it's going to keep, it's going to keep growing. We literally try to do one every day and sometimes two a day. And we've got, you know, people from great Britain. We got people from France coming up and we're going to add coaches to it. We're going to add some, some others. Just, we're going to start talking about leadership a little bit with coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I'm following, it's gonna be very short, if I'm following along on Instagram at world's greatest team, I'll get notified when you go live to do the next, uh, yeah. uh just a cup. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And be we're, careful. We're trying to do those about lunchtime. And so. be careful doing too many in one day because you don't need that much coffee. You literally, you Brian Fetzer, need just one <laughs> one cup, my man. You don't need to be uh, throwing gas on that uh, um, uh, the the energy that, that you have. <laughs> that is, that is, that is true. I, I've actually been been drinking, um, you know, some lemon and and uh, you know hot, you know, ginger, lemon, and honey. So my throat, you yeah, know, as I keep talking, as I'm on the phone a lot. But uh, yeah, one, I, I'm a one cup a day, a day guy. Good. Yeah, as uh, as the host of the Gale Athletics Connections podcast, you know it's the same thing. It's not you now caveat here, not the hardest job in the world to be the host of the podcast. But you're right, you talk and you want to, and you're you got to be thinking. It's not the easiest to do a podcast and interviewing people yeah. as well. You got to make sure you are on point at, at all time. 
Uh, well, oh, absolutely. It, that, that's the the extent of my humble brag. There is the uh, I get the the joy of being able to be the host <laughs> of this podcast. Hey, we have a few minutes left, so now let's transition to that part of the. You're a co-owner at um, Iron Faith Fitness. This seems more as a coach who's maybe thinking about transitioning out of uh, collegiate track and field coaching, uh, more of what they would be thinking of. Okay, a job, you know, a business and and things like that. So maybe tell us. Uh, and I know you, you speaking of business, you've got a meeting coming up, so we've got a. I, 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 I do have a meeting I need to get to, yeah. um, but no, Iron Faith Nutrition is, uh, and it, that's what it is. It's Iron Faith Nutrition is what it's called. It's, you know, I'm, I'm passionate about the body and it definitely has taught me how little I knew about business mm. and has definitely been humbling and failure a little bit. Um, I have a great business partner, Eric Fijo, who whose family was in the nutrition business for years and years. And he works for he works for another company, but but you know, we co own it together and in it's uh it's interesting, kind of maneuvering. I mean, I think big on everything and I mean we're we're not necessarily a sports uh, per se nutrition company. We've got one product that's a you know, has has you know, anti-inflammatory properties to it that is getting ready to get certified. Athletes can start taking, which, which is great curcumazine. But, you know, we're dealing with scientists. Uh, mm. I, I've learned so much. Um, it's been interesting talking to them about, I mean, these are, you know, you know, herbologists, mm. or, you know, and, and different people that deal with herbs and deal with, you know, different, you know, bio, you know, nutritional components of things and, and man, learning things from them. I feel like I'm getting a master's degree when I get done talking to them. Oh, I bet. Formulas together and such. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's about, it's a healing, it, it's fun, it, it's exciting. Um, but it's, it's definitely, it's been an education, you know, well, you know, that, that's, that leads me to this question. You said you, there were a lot of things you realized you didn't know about business, but as the CEO of University of Virginia track and field, you did learn about business. What things did you <laughs> learn in track and field as the running your, the, the entire program that translated into this uh, new uh, business role? Well, I, I definitely think understanding how important marketing is mm. was massively and marketing from a social media standpoint, how marketing has shifted over the years from, you know, print ads to, to digital and, and social media. I think that's probably the biggest thing. And, you know, everything's going e-commerce wise uh, in, in, in that realm. So, so really learning that. But, you know, you know, dealing with accountants. I mean, I handle my own budget, but, you know, at Virginia, but, oh, my goodness, like, <laughs> You know, purchasing stuff, I and mean, you know this. I mean, you're purchasing things, you know, six, 10, 12 months in advance. That's crazy, mm-hmm. you know, kind of forecasting those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but dealing with people and, and dealing with customers is, is a lot recruiting, but it's also kind of coaching because they're asking you questions. And if you're really invested in what you're doing, you're going to try to give them the best answer, answers possible. And, you know, I, I kind of laugh if I, if they ever get me on the phone, I'm horrible. Cause I just give people stuff, <laughs> and I'm, I'm, you know, 
the other people that work with us are like, man, you just can't give it away. I'm like, you know, they sounded like they needed it. So I'm like, they're like, oh my gosh. I'm like, you're the worst salesman ever. I'm like, I know. I'm, I'm not very good at it. Like, my heart tugs for things. I was about to say, I'm taking but, you off uh, my list of potential hires at, at Guild. <laughs> yeah, no. I, oh my gosh. No, I mean, I, I just, I just gave some lady a ton of stuff when I answered the phone the other day. <laughs> And they just kind of look at me like, really? But, um, but no, I think you learn a lot. And if somebody wants to transition out, um, I felt at the time, um, you know, when I decided it was something that had weighed in my heart for a little while uh, about when it was time to, to end and, and to, to go to a new path. And, and I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Christian, I'm a believer. And I just felt the Lord was leading me out of coaching that he said, Hey, your time's passed. I, I want you to do unto this now. And, you know, you know, is it tough? Do I miss, I miss the people. I miss mm, staff meetings. Right. I miss, um, I, I miss, you know, walking down the hall. I miss, you know, going to have coffee with Tony Bennett. I miss, um, you know, Joe or softball coach in Virginia. I miss hanging out with, with, with those people. Um, but you know, it's, and I miss the kids. You know, I miss, I, I say kids, they're, they're grown adults now, <laughs> right. but, uh, but, but I, I miss, I miss the interactions. I miss going, having coffee with them. Mm. And, and that was probably the biggest thing I'll, I'll, you know, you know, I guess wrapping up or whatever. I, I, Pete Watson, probably he was one of my assistant coaches, a head men's cross country coach at the time. He's at Texas now. And, and Pete started meeting with the guys at, at a coffee shop. And he kind of encouraged me to start doing that too, to kind of build a better relationship with the kids on the team that, um, that I didn't directly coach. And man, when I started doing that, hmm. it was unbelievable. I mean, you, you just get to know them. You get to see them in a different light. You're out of your office. You're away. You're doing something different. Now, not all of them drank coffee. I mean, someone would have smoothies or have tea or someone just would sit there. And we would just, you know, 15, 20 minutes, kind of like this, just a cup uh scenario is with the with the, the podcast and and you just get invest in their lives find out what they're doing um that's a that's a great lesson to end right there because uh you know we always talk about how do we make our athletes better in our programs and we initially start talking about well if you work on the penultimate step if you increase your mind and it's like oh wait a minute if you just invest in your people which are yeah. your, your athletes that actually can have an exponential growth so last question uh yep you, you got a lot of irons in the fire. Uh, are we closing the book? Are we ever going to see a coach college track and field again? Or no, <laughs> <laughs> no. that was quick. There it is. That's the answer. No, I, no I'm, 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 I'm definitely done coaching college, college track and field. Uh, I mean, I don't, I, I, I guess I shouldn't say never because if mm-hmm. that's what I'm called to do, I, I do it, but I don't, I, I don't see it. Uh, I, I don't have, I, I think, I think I'm better served in other disciplines now. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely, there's a lot of things that, that I would um, alter a little bit and, and how probably I dealt with people and how I, um, I think I did things better towards the end than I did towards the beginning. Mm-hmm. But I think that's part of life. You learn, yeah. you grow. Yeah. And I think you, as a coach, you should never, ever um, be afraid to make a change. That's awesome. Uh, whether it's a job wise or personality wise, hmm. it's never too late. And I mean, I mean, I've seen plenty of coaches do it over their career and it's, it's encouraging and enlightening. And, and I think, you know, you know, you're doing this podcast right now. 
I think is an awesome thing because it's giving coaches a chance to share mm-hmm. and kind of open up a little bit and, and say things that maybe they might be, they wouldn't say to somebody directly, but it could stimulate a conversation as I call them those fence conversations that mm. you have at, at track meets or wherever down the road. And, and I think it's awesome. I, I appreciate you doing this. I appreciate you having me on. I feel pretty humbled that you asked me to, to do it, to be honest. <laughs> well, I appreciate those kind words, man. That, that, uh, that positivity uh, is it definitely, it hits right at me. So thank you so much. So the number one thing I've learned in business that's is don't be late and you're late. Go talk to Paul, give him our that best. Is true. And we'll, <laughs> we'll talk soon. Thanks for joining us. All right, brother. Have a good, well, so I'm pretty sure I made him late for his meeting. Uh, Paul Doyle is going to be upset with me now, and that's never a good place to be. <laughs> uh, guys, I certainly hope you received as much value from Brian's interview as I did. I found it extremely interesting to hear about uh, the things that he had to learn when he moved over into the business world, uh, but also uh, that aspect of being a CEO of your own business uh, when you are the track and field coach, uh, specifically as a head coach when he was talking about budgets and staff and uh, hosting meets and things like that. So uh, that was that was really enlightening. Uh, hey, if you've made it this far, just want to say thanks for joining us. Your time and attention are super valuable, and we certainly don't take that lightly. Uh, we appreciate that you decided to spend some of that time with us today. Want to know when future episodes of the podcast are available? The best way is to subscribe to the podcast in the app you are listening to right now. In the meantime, if this episode of the Gale Athletics Connections podcast provided you value, would you consider sharing it to your network? This way, you can provide others with the same value you received. That's it for today, folks. Can't wait to join you next time for another episode of the Gale Athletics Connections podcast.